Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Well, hi, it's, uh, this is Mike, and it's all religious dystopia. Sorry for all the background noise. It might sound like there's a raging river, and if that's the case, it's what it is. I need to fill a tank of more water. Anyways, <laughs> it, uh, it's uh, Christmas Eve. It's two in the morning, and I'm thinking to myself, well, what do I do? Dear Lord, what did I do on such a day like this? <clears throat> what would be the best Christmas gift to do? And since I'm not really Catholic, and uh, it is, quite frankly, a Catholic holiday. It's, it's a pagan holiday. It's uh, uh, If you're a uh, brother or sister in Christ and they celebrate it, I'm not telling you to or not to do it. But as for me, um, well, yeah, I'm going to go about it, although I will be going to my brother-in-law sister's place and taking my son there for a couple hours. <clears throat> and they're Catholic and uh, they have the Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff. And that's what they do, and I'm going to join them for an hour or so, but they're part of my family. But in my household, we don't do that, so. What do I do in my household this year, God? Well, maybe what I'm going to do is come down. I don't know, God. Maybe we'll start out in prayer, huh? Almighty Heavenly Father, the true and living God, my God of heaven and earth, who created all that is, that divided the waters from the waters, to create the firmament, the moon and the sun and the stars, established in the firmament, that created life to breathe life into man, created us from the clay and then the dust, for some reason loved us to create us. Shine favor over us. Create us, us in your image. Almighty God, this I ask of you that you be shine your mercy on us all. Be merciful to the children, to the to the innocent, to the children, God, to your children. Almighty God, oh God, save us. Be our fortress, be our hedge. 
give us abundant faith in Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the only begotten Son who came in the flesh, who paid for our sins, who died on the cross, rose from the dead, and is sitting on the right-hand side right now with you, Heavenly Father. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us all, for it is an evil time. Heavenly Father is getting wicked every moment. The evil one and his minions are many, and they're on the march. They're being unleashed. They're being allowed to destroy your creation, allowed to be judged. Judgment is coming upon us. And oh God, I just beg of you to have mercy on us. Pour more mercy on us, God. Oh God, how I want us all to be with you again. God, save, save our, even our enemies, the witches and the warlocks, the Satanists. Those that could be saved, God, wake them up. Realize, help them realize the precious gift of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here. God, help uh, folks who are entrapped and snared in things like uh, sorcery, uh, things of this world, uh, demonology, uh, divination, um, also many different things that people can witchcraft, uh, Bigfoot. The demon bee puts uh, dogmen, all these things that uh, entrap your man's soul and demonize him. Oh God, free them from it. Free us from all the demonic influence all around us. All the demons out there, God. Save all. And thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for all the many blessings you've given us, God. Thank you for our shelter, the clothes on our back, that we have our needs, that we have the Word of God, your Word, God, this the book, the, the Bible. And for this opportunity, uh, this time, where there are those who remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and many, many more are just going to get themselves in debt and are just trapped into materialism, Lord God, I, that they will still find uh, a greater meaning than what has been presented to us our whole lives. The vast majority of us, it's Christmas has been nothing but about, well, I call it Satan Claus and Rudolph and, it's, and all that, <laughs> all this ball magic and and elves and demons and they don't even realize we don't even realize the history of Christmas at this point. It's true background, the commercialism about it, uh, dear God, about oh gosh, just who was really celebrated? Who's whose birthday it is on the twenty fifth? The pagan holiday that is, 
a hiding holiday for a lot of evil things that happen. Protect the innocent this time period, God. Protect us, God. Help us. Help me to get back into your word, God. Help me to get back into your uh, into communicating with you and being a better uh, servant to you and son. God, thank you for salvation in Jesus. Thank you, God. And uh, we're going to get going. I figured, you know what? I'm just going to start reading the Bible for the next 48 hours uh, instead of everything else that I do and just uh, try not to think so much about demons and the devil and the enemy. And let's think more about the wonderful answer of Jesus Christ, our God. And we're going to start with John. And for, you know, a reminder for those who know about our Lord and Savior, maybe for those who don't know and haven't really ever heard the, uh, the gospel according to John. And I'll be reading on the King James Version. Chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And excuse me, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We'll try that one more time. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life and the life was the light of man, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was with him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Isn't that amazing? So you get this, you know, this whole thing about, you know, they could become a son of God. Even to them who just believe on his name. And if you believe on Jesus' name and realize that Jesus is God, Son of God, God Himself, 
the word, the light of the world. And to come to know that, not by uh, your own just your physical means, your might, your intellect, by your flesh, by your own will, but through the Spirit of God. If you don't have it, you know, somebody was asking me, uh, well, it's a Jared for Jaredism. You know, Mike proved to me the Bible's real, it's true, basically. And I can't do that. I can't prove that to anybody. Only the Spirit of God can reveal that to you. How much do you want to know God? The only way, first of all, is you have to crack this book open, and then you gotta, you got to ask God for faith. you really got to do that. And if you don't even believe in God, then you got to ask God. you got to ask out loud, if you're out there, God, they call you God, if, you know, please reveal yourself to me and get to that point. And, you know, I had, uh, you know, God had to, I mean, I'm so far down, folks. He has worked so hard. Oh, he's been so merciful to me and he's worked so hard on me. What a wretched beast I've been most of my life. It's been a mighty work he has been on me. And I imagine he could have done it a different way, but he's, you know, he does it different ways for different people. He's God. He's all-powerful and all-knowing and um, omnipresent and omnipotent and uh, omnipresent. You know, he can do anything he wants to, any way he wants to do it. He did it the way he did it. He, the way he did it with me. And I guess, with, you know, for me, it, it wasn't a quick fix. So, And it's not been a quick fix. Still, work it's a heavy work in progress with a guy like uh, something like me. And I guess I've been so heavily demonized. I probably had uh, five legions in me. That I don't know how many have come out of me so far, and how many still in me. So, but I have a faith. I have the knowledge of Jesus Christ today. I have the faith that Jesus is God. I have the faith that Jesus is my God. I have the faith that I want to be with Jesus Christ. I have the faith uh, that he is protecting me and leading me in the right direction. And I have the faith that he's my only hope. And he's the only answer. And he's the only meaning in life. I know that sounds really extreme and it sounds to a lot of folks in the world that it's old-fashioned. But I have to tell you, after learning all the things that I've learned, the occult and uh, everything that's going on in this world uh, uh, with the singularity and AI and uh, the World Wide Web and uh, modern technology and blah, 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 uh, quite frankly, that's all old-fashioned. And the man-centered world, the the gods of this world, it's all old-fashioned. It's all outdated. 
and it's all dead end. That's all I, 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 me, me, me. Materialism, yeah, it's been packaged a little different, you know, a lot differently in a lot of ways, but yeah, it's, and it's a lot more convenient, and there's a lot more distractions and trappings today. And there's a lot more ways to be cursed. I can I mean, just imagine, you know, folks, what that is going to be is just if if you refuse to get yourself anchored in the Word of God, which is one of my problems too, but I must confess. If you don't get comfortable holding the book, reading it, praying. What you're gonna do when it's finally the at the, the time comes when the thought police, which is the demons, they're all around you that are even monitoring the headset that I have on my head. Uh, what are you gonna do? You gonna smit them? You say, okay, I, I I don't know how to think about the, the computer. I mean, a lot of people, that's where we're at. There's a lot of people still using it. I mean, there's still a lot of people that are uh, still impoverished enough to they're stuck on the television. So, uh, But slowly, they're being freed from that into an even more uh, enslaving uh, tool with YouTube and the television or the internet, excuse me. So anyways, this is all designed to keep you from reading this book and the power of this book and how this heals your soul. It's not old-fashioned. The problem is, is all the images and the indoctrination, the, uh, the demonization that you and I have received, the deception the false imagery. It's very interesting. You know, think about, imagine two men having a debate, an argument about cosmology, about the universe, standing in a field. And in that field, uh, we'll say there's just blades of grass and around it there's trees. You'd imagine whatever tree you, you could think of. Think about the tree that's in your neck of the woods, if you will, through your speaking. And as they argue about cosmology, what's up there in the universe? A fascinating realization happens. Think about it. They're arguing two points of view that neither one can prove definitively at all. Only images. At this point, yeah, they're computer-generated images. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they were um, uh, more likely to be, uh, you know, artist renderings, you know, with paintbrushes and that kind of thing, or uh, that kind of stuff, so... But that's still it, and, and words on paper, and they swear by it that what they're saying is the gospel truth. 
neither one of them can prove their point definitively. They got telescopes now and everything else. I want to tell you something. Most of the images that you see from the Hubble telescope, which really is uh, the Sophia, which is a plane, but we go there in a different direction. That's a different direction. But it's a, a my point is is that the the point I want to get at is that the images, even those images have to be doctored, they're CGI, even to this day they still uh artist renderings. NASA says so. You and I have never ever seen the image of a planet. I what I let me rephrase that. You and I have never seen a pure, unadulterated Undoctored uh, uh, something that's not a artist rendering. In other words, like you and I were take a picture of uh, a family outing at the park, right? That's we know that's a family outing at the park. From our phone, right, or whatever. We know that first, definitively, that's what it is. We don't been. We know that because we took that picture, and that we were there, and the other folks were there, and we have the evidence and all that, so we know it's true. There's actually nobody has ever been there to see the planet that was taken. Now I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you even had a clue about that. Now, for this, now this, what's fascinating about the Bible is, it's not that way. Now, so, now this goes back to what you know, Jared from Jaronism was asking me, how do prove to me that the Bible is real? And he said that he asked God. And I can't say that he did not ask God if the Bible is real or not. You see, the first thing at first is, the question is, the Bible is God's, it's God's word to prove, to prove God is real. Help to prove who the true and living God is. That's the way I want to say it. Okay, because many people believe there's a God. There's many people out there that believe that there is a Creator and a God. They have all different types of gods. But I they don't know the true and living God. I know that's an arrogant thing sounding coming from me, and a lot of people don't like Christians for saying that. And how dare you say that? That's very narrow-minded. But the, the truth is, I, it, what I'm saying, how I know that is a combination of things. It's through reading the, the book, prayer, experience, going back and forth, building upon that, uh, my spiritual warfare, battling with demonic entities, putting all the pieces together, this comes to a realization that the Bible is the Word of God. It leads you to the true and living God. That true and living God, you know, is, is, you want to call it the triune God, 
Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, uh, and the Holy Spirit, as complicated as it can be, you know, that's our God. And that's everybody's God. Now, whether you accept that God or not, I understand if if you don't want to accept it. I didn't for the vast majority of my life. But I tell you something, too. There's a delusion out there that the vast majority of people have, and that is that somehow by believing in the true and living God, that somehow that that, that is restricting, that that somehow is going to do... Uh, keep you from having true freedom, that somehow if you believe in Jesus Christ, that now you're going to be this uh, uh, stiff, boring, uh, dull person. You're absolutely wrong. I was absolutely wrong. And that when I was a man of the world, and when I was fornicating and I was committing adultery and I was playing in the the bars and playing my music and doing my art and thinking nothing about myself, thinking that I was a nice guy because, you know, I wasn't robbing and stealing, stealing from you and I wasn't, um, you know, killing people and I wasn't that other guy, right, you know, uh, that in truth, my life was incredibly shallow. And, you know, I had the good job, you know, money and all that kind of stuff, but I was always on edge. Where, where when was I going to get my next, you know, always worried about when I was going to get my next, you know, of course, I could be able to pay for my next bills. So that's what life was all about. You know, when was I going to, you know, get my next, you know, joyride, this, that, and the other. And now my life has truer, more deeper meaning. For the first time, and I'm going to be almost 50 years old, and it builds upon my meaning. So, you know, when I, I said that four years ago, my life had more meaning, and it did. And my mind, and as time has gone on, uh, yeah, spiritually, uh, my soul intellectually, all sorts of ways. Uh, my life has greater meaning today than it ever has had. And I, God, you know, my wonderful, wonderful God, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is he's pulling me away from the world. You know? You know, and uh, I'm not missing it. So on this Christmas Eve, um, you know, I'm not really focusing on it too much, except that this Christmas Eve, I'm going to focus reading the Bible. How about that? So, which is a, it's not a bad thing to do, I think. And, because uh, the Bible is the Word of God. And what does it really do? It focuses on your Creator. What is God or who is God? I think it's more, it's a really important question. And it's more than just your world point of view, and it's just—it's more than just my opinion. It is everything. Or if there is a God, 
They ain't got to know who that God is. And if you don't know who that God is, you know what is that God's will is, you could be in big trouble. Well, imagine that. Who would it be calling <laughs> Christmas Eve uh, 2.30 in the morning? And I got somebody here. I open think. Hello? Uh, well, it's kind of... Hold on a second here. It's kind of... Uh, well, I was recording, so... What's up? Uh, oh, no, what, what else did you want to talk about? No, I mean, I can can do is I can call you. Can I call you? I'm doing a show. I can just call you in a show. I'm just reading the Bible. We can talk. I'll call you in a show. How's that? Okay. All right. Well, give it to me real fast. Eight, seven, seven. What's the rest of it? No, 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 no. Tell me There's the whole thing again. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll call you in a couple minutes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all right. That's it. Well, you know, it's going to be a marathon anyway, so who cares? Uh, I don't know. Um, open Think. I mean, you, do you, do you want to talk, Open Think? So what's uh, the, the discussion about tonight? Excuse me, I have the hiccups. So what's uh, the, it's the, it's about it's about my it's about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. John fourteen six. He's the way, the truth, life. No other no man can come to the Father but by him. Amen to that, man. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I mean that's 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 the answer, my friend. That's all so I could um I just started reading uh, John, the Gospel according to John, chapter one, chapter first one. <laughs> so, so uh, yep, that's that's I, my I, gig, I, man. So to be honest, I listened to you over the last year and a half. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I've I've had the hiccups all day. I'm sorry about that. I hiccups. That's okay. So, um, I know there was a time and season where, like, you were, like, uh, you had a podcast, like, you weren't, like, for Jesus Christ or his word for a season. What made you come back to your Oh, yeah, my, 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 my Peter moment is what I call it, where I was really <laughs> doubting Jesus and even really, really doubting Jesus. I mean, really bad. Uh well, I think you know uh, all of my spiritual experiences that I've been having. You know, this uh, uh, you know, Bigfoot research and coming to realization that, that demonic entities are real and the spiritual warfare and calling upon the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus for protection. Uh, all the demonic attacks that I've been experiencing and that the power of the blood of Jesus is real. And my prayer life is just ramping up, and I'm just like, you know, Jesus is real. 
Jesus, the name of Jesus is real. And it's like after that, you know, there, there's absolutely no way. I don't care if anybody else says and what they believe. I mean, that's their right, their prerogative. But my experience overrides what everybody else says. You know what I mean? Just like your experience overrides everything that what people say. You know what I mean? It, that you, you can't negate, you can't gaslight somebody's experience. You know what I mean? They can try. They can try to dismiss your experience. But you know as well as I do that your experience is more powerful than all the things that you read and know about. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. And you just, you just can't you forget, forget about that stuff. So as much as you would like to forget about it. <laughs> Actually, at this, at this point, I don't want to forget about it at all. It's been a wonderful experience, really. So. Amen. Sorry. If it was for Jesus, because I'm a targeted individual. I've been harassed and and hang controlled and electronic harassment. If it wasn't for my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'd already been dead. His mercy has kept me away from the demonic attack fully. And I just want to thank the Father through the Son Jesus, because without Christ, I wouldn't be here right now. All praises and glory to Him alone It'd be to be praised. Amen. My, by the way, my 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 big brother Eric is joining us, and he has experience in what you're talking about as well. So, I don't know what you're. Do you do you want to just go by the your uh, call thing? Um, uh, what is it? Ambrose. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about Open Think. Think. You just want to go by Open Open Think. My name yeah. is Mike. My brother's name is Eric. Okay. Open. So this is Open yeah. Think. He's joining yeah, us I'm, as well. Yeah, I've, I've been a targeted individual for, for at least four years. I've had vehicular harassment. Excuse me. I've been trying to run off the road here in uh, Southern California a lot of times, and I get these thoughts. I know it's not from God. I know it's, excuse me, satanic attacks through uh, the AI and stuff, and I know through through Jesus Christ, so that I, I'm I'm okay. I mean, I've talked to other targeted individuals that don't have Jesus, and they're miserable. They they need to know who He is, because when when they know Him, they they're gonna have peace. I mean, these people that are doing these stupid crimes and trying to harass. They, to be really honest, I go up to them. I say, sometimes I say, you know what? Jesus loves you. Why are you? Why do you hate yourself? Come to Christ and repent of your sins, and then they like run off and they don't they don't know what to do because I'm straight up with them. I'm not scared to die no more because when you know when you know your Savior Jesus Christ and the Lord, it doesn't matter what 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 hell throws at you because you you're not scared of hell. You fear your you fear your Father and you fear your Savior Jesus Christ and. No matter what the enemy throws, he, you're not scared because you know your father's going to have your back because you, you're connected to the Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and a lot, so I just I just want to say this, and I had to go to bed. I just give all glory and honor to my Savior, Jesus Christ. Without him, at this point, through being targeted since 2013, I would be dead. But his mercy, his grace, he's kept me through everything. And I know he's real. And he will protect. He will send his angels 
to protect his children. And he's real. And you don't have to fear evil. You stand up you, you stand up to evil face to face with the power of God through through his son. And you say, You can't do nothing, get behind me, Satan, through the name of Jesus Christ. He will flee. Because he knows you're a kid of the of the Father through his son Jesus Christ. And you're covered by the blood of Jesus. And once you're covered by the blood of Jesus, the devil can't do nothing to you. He he tries to get you through pornography. He tries to give you through money and through these other things, but he knows he can't because once you're connected through Christ and to the Father, he's a weak servant. You know his tricks. His Father speaks through his Spirit, through the Son. He gives you a heads up. So when you do go through that temptation, that trial, you know how to overcome it to the glory of the Father. So anybody who else has been in my situation who's listening, or yourself, brother, don't worry. Even if you die, we win because we have placed Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we will die him. Because once we place that trust in him through faith, we're not scared to die. Even if we die of a physical body, we know we're going to be with him. So anybody who's listening right now, do not be afraid of evil because God sent a, rem- a remedy through his son, Jesus Christ. Once you place your complete trust and faith in him and obedience to him, he gives you that peace. And when you do, if you do die this physical death, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's only joy and glory to to, to him. That's it. So don't be afraid when I see these people in these stores, when I go out to buy, you know, food and stuff and even gifts for Christmas, you know, I don't really believe in it. It's a pagan holiday. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for these people because they're not connected to Jesus. They're not connected to God the Father because they live in this state of programming of Satan, the God of this world. And, and they live in this materialism. It's so sad. We need to pray for them, brother, because they need the love of the Savior. And once they be free from this demonic stronghold of this lie that's been hold of them, then they will rejoice. Like you said in Scripture, you know, the light is from the Father, and it's through Jesus Christ. But they don't understand because they, they're lost to knowledge. They might go to church, but, you know, I think this church system is of Satan. That's my personal belief, brother. This the, the church system, most of it, it's, it's not from God. It's from Satan. And if they yeah. if they really encounter Jesus, they'll understand. Because I haven't been to a church system when I've encountered Jesus. And I told them about my targeting. Like, the pastor said I was crazy. But 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 the local brothers that I have fellowship with, they, they believe me. But, I mean, but still, I mean, I think this church system is from the devil. So I, I don't go to church. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. And I, I do find fellowship here and there with true brothers and sisters who love love the Father for who, who he is through his son. But they don't understand about this targeting and GMOs and, and chemtrails, man. They're, they're, they're so blind, man. They will be blocked by the wild of the devil, brother. 
Well, you got at this point, you got to just do a lot of praying for them too. Because you know, God mm-hmm. gave us eyes, but you know, it's, it's not we're better than them. That's what I've discovered. I used to be really frustrated with them too. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, you know, I, I, and I'm not saying that I'm any better than you at all about this, but uh, uh, I'm learning to. You know, I'm learning to say, you know what, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I guess I have my platform. I developed a platform I can express myself, even though I'm not, you know, I would like to, to reach to a broader audience. But there's other guys that have bigger audiences and all that kind of stuff, and you know, people are slowly hearing it, but you know. I don't know. It's, I think it's always been that way. I think it's always been that way. Yeah. I mean, look at the ministry of Jesus. He's a fine example. I mean, it's kind of like it's always been that way. You know? Amen. You just got to love him. You know what I mean? We have to learn how to to forgive and love. That's what I'm learning how to do. Forgive ourselves and learn how to forgive others. So. You know what I mean? I try to forgive my own mom. That's a problem to do, you know? You know, my brother can tell you that. So we both really struggle with that, you know. We love her mom, but, you know, she's like, a, you know, I don't know if she'll probably hear this, but, you know, we. Just, every, I talked to her today, you know, and it's like on the phone and I stopped by and it's like, it's like, it's hit and run, you know, because you can't, it's actually, there's no talking. It's just, she's just, she just starts arguing and bickering and, and she doesn't hear a thing you say. I have never yeah. had a conversation. I, I'm telling you, uh, either parent, I've never actually have ever talked to my dad at all about anything. And <laughs> my mom is so delusional that she actually thinks that we talk. And I know she's never heard a thing I've ever said about anything. It drives yeah. me insane. So what I've been learning to do, this is what I do. Sometimes when it starts going south, which it does every time, I just start praying out loud for her. <laughs> And I know that sounds kind of strange, but it's also a little rude. But it's it's kind of puts things in. The, it kind of just stops everything, and and then I just go. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what else to do. Amen. But you know, that's, well, and, that, and that's an example. You know, if it can't get you get along with your mama, what the heck are you going to do in a church setting? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, my mom. To be honest, my, my mom left me when I was fifteen months old. So I mean, no, oh, I'm so, sorry, man. No, it's all right. Is that, that rough? Is that rough on yeah. you? Yeah, it was kind of rough, but you know, when I found G, when when Jesus found me, you know, you, I know that I I had a father who loved me even more than my earthly father, and like he became like my mother, and like at the time back in early. The late nineties and early thousands, when when that's when I originally met uh, Jesus Christ. When I really said that's enough. When I was in, when I was in high school, I said I don't want to live like these other people. They're fake. I want to live for you because there's purpose. And I know you died on the cross for my sin. I know I'm wicked and I deserve whatever, but I know you love me because. Even though the hurt my mom had been me, you were still there. And one of my parents left me like like in Psalms when David said that you you never left me, Father. And so I held to that to that scripture and he's been faithful to this day. And and, and my mom doesn't want to get back with me. I tried. But I, I I just lift my mom to prayer. I know I'm not gonna hold any grudges because 
Because, you know, the scripture says, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 12. And I'm I'm just going to hold to that because I, I hold no ill will to my mother because I know that God is so faithful and he's so good. He will not abandon me. He won't abandon you no matter what. Even there's a time in my period, too, I was like you. I was almost like an atheist because of the hurt and pain uh, about seven well, I, years. I was, I was calling Jesus Lucifer. That's how bad I got. That's he's still in a bad state. I, you know, I'm telling them, you know, I well, tell yeah, people the I, truth. You know, I, I of not, course, people know about because I've written like a, I'm an open book. It's recorded for all posterity. So, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's there. And I can't I, deny yeah, it. I, even I, if I, I wanted to, everybody knows it. I, so, I, you know, no, probably, I, uh, back in 2012. Like when everything was going wrong, I call like God, like you said, like devil, and he's evil, he's wicked. But then I, then a couple of years ago, and God gave me an awesome wife. You know, I'm I'm married now for five years, and I know God gave me a gift, and that's my wife. She loves the Lord so much. She loves Jesus, and she's not giving up on me through my craziness. And I, I, I'm just thankful that God gave me a wife that loves Him. She's dedicated praise, to Jesus. Praise the Lord! So I'm happy. So happy. And, and, and she's one hundred committed. But you know, when first time we talked over the phone, like I said, I don't believe in in God and Jesus Christ. Well, she told me like when we hung up at the initial conversation, she started praying for me, and I, and I felt it. And then I'm like, you know, I know God, I know God is using you to to come back to Him and His Son. And you know, I I messed up a lot of times. We we almost been married for five years, and I've I messed up uh, a lot. You know, I haven't been consistent with my walking with the Lord. To really be honest, I've been battling pornography and and uh texting other women but but I, I, I do love my Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, I know he's not giving up on me. I pray to him and I, I and I truly have repented on my sins and I know he's he's listening. And I know yeah. everything I've been through is a target the individual man. He's been there. he's protecting me with his angels. I know he's real and if anybody else is listening, I'm not trying to be emotional, but he's so good. God is so good. And he loves yeah. us so much. And he gave yeah. us Jesus Christ. And he will deliver you from all demons, man. I want to tell you one more thing before I have to go. Before I, I encountered Jesus Christ, I was like 14 or 15. And I watched a satanic movie when I wasn't saved to really be honest. I, I never encountered Jesus. I was in church, but I didn't know Jesus. And it was it, it was called Son of Satan. It was a satanic movie. And I watched it once, and something inside of me from the demons and devils said, watch it again. So I watched it. And then the next day when, I'm, when I went to help my grandpa mow his yard, I was like 14 years old. I'm helping him to make some money. And I know I felt this 
I have a I had a severe headache, and it was like sulfur around me, and I was mowing his his grass, and and my step grandma his grass. I said I want to kill them in the name of Lucifer. That's what I said. I want to kill them in the name of Lucifer in the name of Satan. I, I just had this I I just had this demonic thing over me, but I didn't I didn't do nothing. I mowed my I mowed his grass to get money. I came home. And then I ate dinner one night, that night too. And I just barely ate. It was like probably 7 o'clock at night. It was summer night. And then I seen something come from my wall, like something coming out of my wall. It was like this green thing. And then I, I just cried out to God. I said, God, please help me. Please help me. That's all I said was, God, please help me. He put me to sleep, and I woke up the next morning, and I didn't have any kind of thoughts. And then, and then, and and a couple of weeks later, I repented. And July fourth, I said, "Jesus, please help me. Please be my savior. Please be my Lord." Because I'm selfish. I'm a sinner. I don't want to be. I don't want demons around me. Because I've had a sexual addiction. I'm not gonna lie. Since I was nine years old, there was there's been a sexual demon of lust. It's been with me since I was seven to nine years old, and I don't want. I, and and the Lord knows too. I haven't I haven't told the church because they don't understand. But I know that Jesus has been has been beginning to free me of that because he he's powerful. He understands that the church system of today is a lie from the devil. He knows that the church system is the world system that's connected to the the God of this world, which is Satan. And we have to be real, man. We have to be honest. We, we 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 can't we can't lie. We have to be one hundred. You know, like like you say, and that's what's happened to me. I mean, I've I've almost been I was molested almost when I was thirteen years old by a thirty four year old lady at a public school. Oh. Yeah, she tried to touch me, and I and I held her. I said, No, that's not right. And, and wow. so I've been through a lot. And 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 I know there's a demon of lust that tried to get a hold of me and try to destroy my life. And I'm not I gonna. I, I I definitely had that one. I can tell you that <laughs> caused Amen. a lot of problems in my life. I can tell you that. Amen. But you know what? Those demons and the devil, he's a liar. The power of Jesus Christ and His holy blood is strong. I will not serve Satan. I will not do evil. I will not follow pornography because I know that's a lie from Satan. Jesus Christ is my Lord. The Father is my, is my Father. Now I will not bow down and I will not follow this system because these people that follow this system, man, they take these drugs and they drink this alcohol and then because it, 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 it numbs their pain to do these sinful and sexual acts, man. I will not be a part of that. Because I know that's a lie from hell, in Jesus' name. And and men at church, I mean, even people that are, say they believe in Jesus at the church, like 75 to 80% of the people at church, they have sexual addictions. Men do. But they don't want to admit it because they want to say they, they, they believe they're pure. But most of them have a lot of demons on them, man, especially the, the demon of lust. 
They really do. It's it's, it's, it's very interesting what you were saying. Because, you know, to start out this show, talking about that, just, I, I wonder how many I've had in my life, you know. I wonder if I've had multiple legions of demons. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> all the things that I've done and all the my bad behaviors and all the things that the drives that I've had in my life. So you're not alone in all this, my friend. You're not alone. Man. And, and you're right, and, man. I know you You said you used to be Mormon. I used to be Mormon, too. I did a oh. Mormon scenario, too, to, well, not to Everett Washington back in 2002. They sent me home after a month in the mission field because they said I was too zealous of their faith. But I, looking back, I think it was science. That I think it was the true God delivered me from that uh, false a demonic uh, doctrine of devils. Huh. Interesting, yeah. 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 I didn't, no, seriously. I was on my morning mission. I was zealous, man. We were baptizing. I think I bat, we baptized, me and my companion at the time, we baptized two people to the morning faith. I was all over it, man. I mean, I but I had a girl that, that tempted me said, hey, don't you want to come in right now? Don't worry. Send your companion away. We could have some fun. I said no. I said, and I, I and I told that girl, I said, Jesus Christ loves you. Joseph Smith is a prophet of God, man. Come to the faith. I mean, I was so zealous, man. Like I remember, like at a, a Zomi, well, we had. I I can tell you even a worse story of my thing. Okay, so I ended up baptizing my ex-wife. But my ex-wife was married, and I ended up sleeping with her and breaking up a marriage, and she left her two kids and came here, and I didn't have a problem. That's how bad a state of a person I was and how delusional I was and how screwed up I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I repent. I, I, I and and dear Lord, in the name, of, dear Lord, dear Lord Jesus, I uh, renounce any involvement with the uh, Mormon Church, and and uh, uh, I ask for forgiveness for what's being involved in adultery and breaking up the family and and uh, being involved in uh, uh, actually. Uh, uh, I asked, you know, forgiveness for what I've done to two innocent young boys. You know, yeah. that's just one of the many yeah. terrible things I've done in my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was, gosh, I, I mean, like, like the ladies were hit on me, but I was so zealous for the morning gospel, man, and 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 I was so passionate. But I remember, like the the one day I, I talked to the. Uh, a pot, the, the so-called Mormon fossil boy Kate Packer he said we're going to send you home because you're too zealous you're you're like too passionate for the gospel you need to mellow out a little bit where you can talk to people and so I'm like that crushed me and my mission president said to the next day you, you, you got to go home oh, I never, so, I've never heard that before but that's that's a blessing in disguise. You got you just waste two precious years of your life you know, preaching no, false gospel. I, no, I, was, I was only there 
was on, I was at the MTC for a month, and then I went on to my mission field at Everett Washington State for one month. And like two nights before I was excommunicated from my mission, I got a call and I had to talk to the so-called Apostle Boykett Packer. And he said I was too zealous. He said I've I never heard of somebody being like you, like going up to everybody, like loving them and saying that like God loves them, the Father loves them, Joseph Smith loves them. Like he said, that's not normal. And, like, we're going to have to send you home. So be prepared probably to go home in the next two days. And, like, I'm like, and and, and I said to him, like, I didn't do anything sexually. I didn't do any sin. I said, I'm passionate about the gospel, your gospel. And he said, no, you have to be more mellow. Then, you know, I said, well, then what the heck am I doing here? I thought a missionary is supposed to be zealous for the gospel. Like, <laughs> really zealous. He said, no, you have to go home. You probably have to go home. And then two days later, I I went home to North Carolina. That's where I'm originally from. Now wow. I live in LA. I live in Los Angeles right now. But wow. as, as it's well, time, let me, let me at, share a little part of my story, too, about that is of uh, the lack of ability that uh, – of discernment that uh, uh, Mormons have. My mission president, uh, when I, I so he, I, I left my mission two months early, and I went to my mission president and I said, hey, "Listen, I can't do my mission anymore. Uh, I fell in love with you know with my ex-wife," and I, and I explained it to him. He says, "Yeah, you know, I think you guys really going to become a wonderful couple." <laughs> she was married at the time. What? That's the now talk about power of discernment, you know. But that's how no. screwed up the whole thing is. And, and you know, and there's another thing that you know. So yeah, I'll probably lose you know another twenty listeners from this. But you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I was a terrible sinner. You know, I believe in Jesus today, folks. You know, but I I I, do, I know Jesus today, but I didn't know Jesus then. I didn't even know anything. I mean, I was, I was I was just a deer in the headlights. I was just basically going on a mission because I didn't know what else to do. Honestly, I yeah. had no idea. I, I wasn't. I didn't really believe in the Mormon Church or anything else. I just like, well, let's see. What am I going to do? I have no idea. Let's go on a mission. Okay. Yeah. I, I but, but, that was but the, the, he, that's my attitude. Yeah, but for me, <laughs> I, at the time, I I really was zealous. I mean, we converted a lot of people. I because I used to before I used to be in a Baptist church, and I converted. I used to I used to do my skills, and I and we converted and baptized a lot of people within a couple of weeks on, on my mission to the church. Uh, even before so, when you when you're saying like the gospel, so you were teaching, were you like focusing on the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that was the problem? Because I know that the Mormon church, wait, wait, wait. Particular, they really, they really don't really teach the gospel. Let me go Jesus. back. I'm sorry. I'm, let me I was go back. Out of the church for let, let, the let me go back. <laughs> like three or four for months, five or five to six months before I went on my mission, at the branch. Not a mean. It's not a ward where I live in North Carolina. Uh, uh, 
I was zealous. I mean, my, the branch president put me uh, to, to to teach the new members discussion, and basically every week I was I, I used to do a gospel topic because I was a former Baptist and and he wanted me to like really go hard with the book of the Bible and the Book of Mormon. And like before I left, I I converted with a false strength. I felt bad, like bad people that was in the Baptist church and Roman right. Catholic, because I used to be one. You, did you, and, and Lutheran. And, and you used to be a, a that, Roman Catholic. You used to be a Roman Catholic yeah. as well. No, 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 so, no. I, I converted. Oh, okay. I, I converted people in the Baptist, Roman Catholic, and Lutheran. I grew up Lutheran. And then after like after I was fourteen years old, I converted to to Baptist. I actually was okay. saved by Jesus then, but I didn't understand like scriptures and stuff. And then a few years later, the Mormons got hold of me, and then I got baptized. And, and you know, and, I, I you know I I was I'm going to ask you something. Do you think that uh, what what attracted you to the Mormon Church was like a did you feel like you you found like you found your place, like maybe like family, like a community. Yeah. Because of your yes. broken family yourself, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that's that's what I yeah. think attracted my my mother, and that's how we all got it. It was the same situation. Yeah. 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 My, yeah. I think that's my. I think that's. True. Yeah, that's true because. Yeah. 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 My family, me and my at the time, me and my family was estranged, and like the Baptist Church tried to help me. But I I I I like I didn't want to do what they wanted me to do, and then I was wanting to do something else, and they said no, that's not good enough. Basically, I was on the streets. I mean, I was homeless and 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 stuff. And basically, uh, I found the missionaries again, like where I live, and like yeah. they converted me, and I baptized, and then. They got permission from the district president that I live with them. I, I was approved that I could live with them. And so, like, basically from that, because of my brokenness, no other churches and people of the true faith supposedly didn't help me. The only people that really helped me was the Mormon faith at that time. And so that showed me at the time that they were legit because... I was homeless. I was only 18 years old. My family didn't want nothing to do with me. And I was in a struggle moment. And, and basically, the missionaries where I lived in North Carolina at the time, they took me in. I slept on their couch for like two months until I until I got a steady job. I mean, yeah. and yeah, nobody, yeah. Yeah, nobody else wanted me. So until I got a steady job, man, the, he, that's why I was going to help. Because, as it you know, yeah, I was like yeah, I was like, I understand 18. completely. I, I understand like, completely. Yeah, yeah. At the time, man, I was like, man, these the Mormon Church, man, like this bat, these people that are supposed to be born again Baptist, born again believers from a Baptist church, Christian church, man, they didn't want to hear me. The only people that accepted me, and I wasn't doing nothing wrong. I just had hard times with me and my family, and I wanted to work, but the only people that accepted me was the Mormon, Mormon church, and and the missionaries let me live with them, 
on their sofa. They got approval from their mission president. So I was there a month or two. I got a stable job. So I'm, 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 I'm to be real, at that time, man, the only people that, that gave a hoot about me was the Mormon church. I understand. I think me and my brother both understand. Mm-hmm. By the way, we both went on missions. So. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you get? But, I, I, I quit uh, hey, baptizing people for eighteen months because. Brother Mike, did, did, you, uh, did you get kicked off your from being for being too zealous about the faith? So. No. I, that's, I, that's, I, that's what I. No. That's what. I, I wish they'd left him on his mission. He might have got everybody saved. No, but <laughs> I was I was only there. Hey, I was on, hey brother, hey, hey Mike, I was only yeah. there for one month because I was. They said I was too zealous, and they said I was. Well, a I understand. You're, I can I can see, and that you know, probably you know, here you're a guy, you know, living on the streets. All the things you've gone through, you probably were super intense about it. They weren't used to this whole thing, you know, the your personality, the way you were going about it. You know what I mean? And so. Um, they probably were scared, and they just, you know, we, well, we're just gonna, you know, cut our ties with this thing, and you know, in, just in case, you know what I mean? And I, that's how it is. So I, you know, but in the end, it, it was a good thing, obviously, because Amen. they, you know, because uh, you know all all those, you know. All those things you got to repent, you know, the things I had to repent, all the things I did. I mean, the, 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 although I had experiences, at the same token, a lot of those experiences I had to repent for and still keep on repenting, you know, of teaching false doctrines and misleading people and, uh, you know, um, really uh, just being a fake and a, and a deceiver and a representative of Lucifer. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, you... you it was good that they cut your ties early. It's strange. You're strange. But my story was strange. But even the truth is, being a Mormon missionary, once you're really looking at it, and not, anybody who's a Mormon who will hear this, I'm not personally attacking you, although I understand yeah. that you'll, hear, you'll feel this way. But if, if from you have to understand, if you're a Mormon, somebody who's looking from the outside at you is going to say, and if you were to try to do the same thing, the whole idea of going on a Mormon mission is strange in, in itself. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Because it, it is a cult through and through. And probably, it's, probably it's, the best thing you did, Mick, you just committed adultery on your mission. That was probably the... <laughs> <laughs> That's my greatest accomplishment. My greatest accomplishment was committing adultery, isn't it? And breaking up a family. Gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? well, if, you just, if you just numbered it by you know the power of the sin, you know, you know, all you did is you know, it's something male, every male understands, but you otherwise you were committing people to hell. <laughs> you, you, you think about all the things I've done. No wonder I got giant demons around me. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. it's like, hey, we we really better get after this guy. This guy's got. <laughs> we you really. We really, we really had him. You know what I mean? We really had a hold on this guy. He believes in Jesus now. We hear him singing about, talking about Jesus and singing out loud. I mean, I'm, I really believe that part of this is because I, you know, I'm driving down the road, Eric, and I'm singing songs. I'm making up songs about Jesus out loud, 
And I think that's just, I think they're mad. <laughs> well, I really think they're mad because I exposed that Patterson film. I well, really what is, do. What is the guy's name we're talking to? What's his name? Uh, the, um, you're, you're up the other man on the phone. I, I this his he goes by uh, Open Think, and I've never met him. I don't think we've ever met before, have we? Open Think. No. no. Open Think. I, I don't think, think we've ever met. No. I've ever, I, you know, I, I just I just started doing a recording, and he joined me. So by the I, grace I like of to, God, I'd like to tell him something. Uh, open Think. Uh, I've um, we've been my wife and I have been gang stalked and all this for very 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 long time goes back to way way back when we were in the military and um I'm just about sixty years old so it's it's been a very long ordeal. But saying that I have um uh, found out, you know, over the last several years that um from uh, the government's own records, um uh, they have a very difficult time with Christians when they're praying and when they're singing and when they're giving praise to God and when they're speaking in tongues. I mean, they actually, their their equipment for uh, infiltrating our, our minds or, or trying to uh, do anything they want to do to try to, uh, uh, with their, uh, their microwave energy equipment, um, to mess with our minds uh, is actually speaking in tongues, singing praises to God, praying, even praying happy songs. Um, messes up their equipment and they actually admit it in their own paperwork, their own government files or their Freedom of Information Act information and um and it's uh pisses them off. They can't figure it out. What is this about uh, Christians that they speak in times when they pray, when they when they when they sing praises to the Lord. And the Bible of course tells us to uh to pray without ceasing and to sing praises to God and Amen. And and uh, and, uh, and, and wisdom of the Lord to tell us to do that because it actually screws with the, it screws with Satan it screws with his troops it screws with his equipment um, so the best defense you have is giving the Lord praise <clears throat> honor and glory uh, singing songs um, make up your own songs I don't know if you speak in tongues if you speak in tongues speak in tongues um, even speaking scripture you know, or, or psalms. Um, memorize a couple of psalms and just repeat them. That really messes with them. They don't like it. They, it makes it difficult for them to mess with you. Well, a, can, I, can I add one little thing and then you go right back to it, Eric? I just, uh, on my YouTube channel, I just did a two part. It's a mirror of a, from the Truth Happens uh, YouTube channel, and it's, uh, uh, it's called Terraform. Uh, hers, she titled it uh, Terraform NWO Alien Deception, the Fallen Ones and Artificial Intelligence. And what she's saying, and she's absolutely right, I found, and I've been thinking this for all year now, that especially once I understood and, and figured out and been able to uh, capture these demonic entities, that the, the, all these this, this technology is these demonic entities that are using it. You see, and so people don't realize that. So when they're using all these different technologies and whatever they're doing to zap us and all that, it's actually the demonic entities. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd say. So that's what's really going on. So why you start praying and you're praising God and you're talking about Jesus, 
And, uh, you know, all of a sudden I start seeing a demonic entity. I'm like, aha, I get it now. Ah. See, that's how it works. Because, they don't, Eric, they don't even know how electricity works. No, no. They still don't know how they, it works. Because that's a demon. Use, it's demonic. It's, it's demonic. Demonic energy. They know how it works, though. Demonic energy, they use it. They come through yep. the wires, and they come through your television sets and your computers. Right. And they, they come that's right, right. Through, You know, the screen on your computer is a, a scryer, a, you know, like a you know, witchcraft, a scry. That 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 black screen is a scry, and uh, they they use that for their witchcraft against us. So you should cover them up as much as you can. You know, unplug. I always unplug my TVs, unplug my computers, and uh, if I'm not using it, then why have it plugged in? Because they, they they actually use it to come through your house. You see, you'll hear it make a pop, a crack, a snap, and that means it come through. Ah, uh, or they'll come. Um, you hear them cut through windows. If you're really in a place that's really uh, being under supernatural attack, the windows will crack. And uh, I mean, it's not and that can crack. That can happen anyway. But um, it happens a lot of often, and then and you notice that in, in sequence, the spiritual things. And that's really it's it's so, interesting uh, we're talking about this right now because this is the bewitching hour for me. Well, you know, I'm gonna tell, I, I, there's one reason I called you is I wanted to tell you. That for in forever in the history of the church, um, holy men of God, holy women of God, have gotten up at three at the three o'clock hour to pray. It's a, it goes all the way back to the first century, and that because that is the most dynamic, spiritual, supercharged hour of the day. It's 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 at the darkest time of the night, and it's, it's before the day. Too. And so, and so, Christians of all faith, all types of Christians, uh, Pentecostals, Orthodox, or Lutherans, whatever, you know, that are spirit-filled, get up at three in the morning and pray. All over the world. And uh, if you find yourself getting up at three or, or awake at three in the morning, it's a great time to pray. Huh. And uh, well, let's pray. Yeah, it's a fact. And pray. Let's, give let's them pray. Let's, let's, let's pray. All right, we can. Let's do that. Let's pray. Is our friend still there? Is our friend still there? there? I don't know. Are you still there? Open mind. Uh, uh, he left. That's okay. That's okay. We'll pray. I wonder if he hung up there. Well, you better be listening. Yeah, I'll start. Because uh, I'm shorter than you can carry on. All right. Almighty God, oh, almighty God, our amazing God, created the heavens and the earth, created all that is, created life, and and uh, that loves us. That's amazing, and it's all right. <laughs> Dear almighty, almighty God, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we ask you at this time throughout the world in this season that you protect us, protect our loved ones. Protect the innocent, the children. Protect my son. Protect uh, uh, Chelsea, her, her children. Help her, her, help her husband. Help her husband. Uh, wake him up, mighty God. Do something mighty in his life. Make him realize that he needs you. And that it's a glorious thing to know Jesus and accept you. And that life without Jesus is empty 
and the things of this world are meaningless without Jesus. It's all for naught. Dear, dear mighty God, uh, watch over uh, Randy Adams and uh, help her. Please, God, help her. You know, I just help her to uh, to give up the things like her uh, tarot cards and the uh, horoscopes, things and uh, uh, you know other things. You know, at least if she's got to do God, just kind of just separate the demonic side of things. I know that she believes in you. She believes in Jesus, God. But there's like a spirit about her that we cannot talk to her. And just or at least let us know that she's saved or let us know something. I don't know, God. What What, what do we do, God? I don't know. I'm just putting your hands. We do love her and we appreciate the fact that we have the mom. You know what, God, this is something i got to say. I am so grateful for all the life experiences that you've given me. Because it's all led to this one point. This one point. On this one Christmas Eve, 3.20-something in the morning, I am on Skype with my eldest brother, a fellow brother in Christ, praying to you, mighty Father. Believing in our Lord Savior Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, God. Thank you for saving me, a wretched soul like me, a wretched sinner like me, all the crud that I've done in my life. And yet, you had not you have not given up on me. I literally, at the beginning of this year, thinking, Lord Jesus, that you were Lucifer and you allowed me to go to that low. And then use me in that low state. And I'll use me to be a way to, to help people know that the, the demonic realm is real and things are ramping up. And I just hope I could be a useful... Anything you want, Lord. You're so awesome. You give you have given... You have given me meaning to my life. The first time I have some meaning... I praise you, Jesus. I can't wait to be with you. I, I, I thank you for this, your Holy Spirit in my life. Um, I thank you for the fact that I, I'm not alone in a world that's so lonely. God, watch over all the innocent children. Watch out. Protect all the people. There's evil things going on around. People being sacrificed, little children being abused. God, watch over them. Send your mighty angels and protect them. Almighty God, bind those demonic entities. God, bind those those, those giants, the spirits of the giants that are here on this earth. God, I saw them. You you gave me the opportunity. And um, thank you for healing my son. By the way, that's demonic attack, and that. You also give me the opportunity to see those things, see uh, your authority at work, and that these that these demonic giants, uh, the spirits of these giant beings, the Nephilim, are real. That uh, our brothers and sisters need to take this seriously. That that's just that's not an intellectual endeavor. And uh, they hate us. They hate you. Therefore, they hate us. And uh, 
God, I just ask you that you give all your your children uh, an extra portion of uh, protection, be their hedge. Just bless them. Just bless all your 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 followers, Lord Jesus, in this trying time. Even if I know them, even if they don't, even you know my perceived enemies, even those who are lost in sorcery and. If there's a witch that's attacking me or a Satanist, and they and they're worthy, if they're potential to be saved, like a, like me, I, like you saved me, save them, God. Block their attacks, attacking my my family, my 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 brother and his family, anybody. Just block them. Send those demons back to where they belong, back into the abyss, Almighty God. And I want to say thanks for for my big brother, and thanks for him, you know, for you giving him faith in, in you and uh, and for being there. So, all praise and glory go to you, Jesus. You're a mighty God, and I'm so grateful that you're my God. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Oh Jesus. We love you. We love you, Father in heaven. We love you. We glorify you. We exalt you, O oh Lord. We Thank you, Holy Spirit, and we love you, and we praise you, Holy Spirit, for the the way you teach us, the way you talk to us, the way you tell us about our Father's love for us. So, Father, we thank you so much for creation. We can see your love for us, and every time we walk outdoors and we see the beauty of nature, feel the air against our, the breeze against our skin, Father, we feel your love, and and thank you so much, Jesus Christ. You gave up your high exalted state in heaven with your Father. You, Jesus, who created everything, came down into your own creation and the incarnation and came and lived among us in the most lowly of circumstances, in the most humblest of parents, in the most humblest of places, because of love, and you made our fellowship with the Father. You restored our our opportunity for that fellowship, becoming one with us, with your creation. You became fully God, fully man. You were already fully God, then you became fully man, became one with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much, Father, for allowing your Son to come down here, to be among us, to teach us, to suffer, to suffer like no one ever suffered. To take upon himself the sins of the world. Father, you had to look upon your son and see him with that burden of the, the sins of the world on why he hung upon that cross, naked before his own city, being humiliated by those who he came to save, and yet he forgave them from the cross. He took time to be concerned about his mother about his friend John, who was the apostle. Lord, you show compassion on the the thief that asked for mercy. Lord, you forgave those who who had tortured you and now had hung you on a cross. Forgave and said they don't forgive them, they don't know what they've done. Lord in heaven, Jesus, and then you said, It is finished. And it was finished. It was done. You had you had completed your task. You had paid for our sins. 
you had stored us to life. Thank you. Thank you. You went into hell, into hell and set the captives free. And declared your victory over Satan. And you rose again on the third day. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus Christ. Amen. That 40 days on earth, teaching us, revealing your, your resurrection, teaching the apostles, making everyone giving evidence that yes, you had risen, and then 10 days before the day of Pentecost, you rose to stand in heaven with the angels and said you would return, Jesus, and you said, I'm with you always. She told us you'd never leave us before the snow forsake us. And then 10 days later, Pentecost, they gathered together, and the Holy Spirit came, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, tongues of fire. They, they actually fulfilled prophecy that you said Jesus would happen. But even John the Baptist said this, that you would, that you would baptize us with fire. And, and, you, and you, this, this fire, this baptism of fire has continued for 2,000 years. There's been great saints, great Christians, great unknown and known, filled the Spirit, filled with Jesus, filled the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit of prophecy, walking the face of the earth, teaching the gospel, teaching Jesus Christ, healing the sick, raising the dead. And thank you so much. This, is, this, this kingdom, the kingdom of God, has, you know, started there at Pentecost and hasn't, it has not ceased to exist. It continues to grow and expands its borders. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And you are coming, King Jesus. You're coming again. I've seen you, the Lord in heaven, coming in vision, coming, your hair white as wool and your eyes red with like fire as a, a warrior on a horse. You know, coming with your armies in heaven, and you are coming, and you are you are coming as the victorious king, the Messiah, coming back to to uh, with his children and to and to get the ones that are still here and destroy the works of the devil forever and ever. And uh, we look forward, just like uh, my brother Michael said, I look forward so much to living with you, Christ. I exalt you. I glorify you, Jesus. I praise you. I hope that in some small measure my life reflects your glory. Father, I, I pray that every day that I have left, that I, I reflect you, that I worship you, that I do your will. I pray, Father, that myself, my family, Michael, his family, um, my mother, my family in Ohio, my wife's family here in California, and my family here in California, I pray in the name of Jesus, all of them, they're all different places, Father. Some don't know you, some do know you. I pray in the name of Christ that all of them will know you, and you will gather them all in, and, and you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. Let them know Jesus Christ. Bring them to true repentance, Lord. Let them know the joy of the Lord, Father. Father, gather them all in, and so when that day comes, which could be tonight, I don't know, when the Jesus comes, that they'll be ready. Lord, they'll be ready. I don't know when the rapture is going to be. I don't know. If any, I don't think anyone knows. I think only the, the Father knows. And I, I think that everybody's got 
their opinion how it's going to go, and I think they're all wrong. Because the only one knows is the Father, because you're coming as a thief in the night. But the one thing that's great and good and special is that we need to be waiting, ready, be vigilant, be watchful. Help us be watchful. Help us keep our minds, our hearts, stayed upon the Lord. Fill our hearts with love and passion. I pray, Father, one thing, my, my great failure as a Christian, Father, is oddly that I love all Christians. I love the Catholics. I love the Orthodox. I love the Pentecostals. I love the Baptists. I love the Calvary Chapel people. I love the Lutherans. I just find wherever I go in, in the body of Christ, I find believers. I find believers in house churches. I find people that just meet together and believers. I just find the, the lovers of Christ everywhere. And I love the body of Christ. He says we, they, they shall know us by our love for one another. And oddly, in this day and age, it seems that we identify ourselves by the Christians we hate or don't like or we, they're wrong or they're heretics. I just can't go there, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for unity in the body of Christ. I don't mean fake unity. I mean unity in Christ, in love for Christ. We might all gather together in the essential truths of the gospel that were laid in the early parts of the church. The things that, that you taught, that you taught Jesus, that you taught the apostles. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray for for glory, for blessings, for, you know, Father, I just, if I see a, if I hear that a Pentecostal missionary raises the dead in Africa, I have glory. If I hear a Orthodox monk in Siberia raises the dead, I have glory. It's all Jesus. The church is, is man. But you, Lord Jesus, are forever. You are God. You are King. You are Lord. I praise you and I exalt you. I glorify you. I worship you. I thank you so much for the Holy Word of God and Holy Scriptures. I thank you for fellowship with believers. I just fill our hearts, Father, with love. Love for you, love for Jesus, love for the Holy Spirit, love for the body of Christ, and also love for those who would be saved, Lord. I, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that one thing the body of Christ would take a look at in the Scriptures. It tells us in the Scriptures that for gospel of the world that gave us only God's Son. Who shall believe with him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But if we read on, it says the reason that we believed is because we loved being in the light. The reason that we don't believe is because we love darkness. Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, draw us to the light, the truth, righteousness, holiness, Draw us, you know, we could be the most wicked, stinking person on earth. We could be sitting in a trash heap. We could be homeless and drunk. It doesn't mean we don't hunger and thirst for righteousness because we're starting off in a bad place. It doesn't mean we're not hunger, don't have hunger and thirst for righteousness. I hunger, God. I hunger and thirst for righteousness, Father. Father, I know that I have, could have brothers, and the worst of situations in prisons, who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I know we could have false brothers who are maybe in the clergy, maybe teaching in universities where they're supposed to teach the Bible, maybe 
in exalted positions who seem like they are believers, but who do not hunger and thirst for righteousness, but their works are evil and their hearts are dark. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that they repent, and if they don't repent, I pray that their deeds be revealed. And the woes who love you, Lord, those who are peacemakers, those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who, when they read the Sermon on the Mound, their hearts are filled and are not scared because they, they look at those things and I don't want that. I want that, Lord. I want to be those things that that thing says. I know, all, I know that I fall short, but I hunger for being like that. I hunger to become like you. I praise you. I exalt you. I glorify you. I thank you that you tell me in Romans that I've been given the gift of righteousness and abundance of grace. I can be everything you say in Christ Jesus. You've given me this gift. I've only been awarded righteousness in my standing, but I have this righteousness to live, to be a son of God, to walk as you walked. And I ask by faith that I might walk like you do, daily, repenting, believing. I fall down, I get up, I fall down, I get up, I fall down, I get up, I fall down, I get up. But more and more, Father, draw me to you, draw me to Christ, draw me to be more like him. I thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you so much for my brother. I'm so, so grateful. I'm so happy for what's happened in his life. I'm so happy that you've revealed to him yourself the spirit. you revealed to him the darkness of this, the demonic, that the enemy is very real, and that you are real, and that there's a real war going on. And I'm so glad that he's jumped in the fight and that he's becoming a warrior for Christ. And I'm so proud of him. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that angels of God will surround him I plead the holy blood of Christ that you pray, pray against all witchcraft, all curses that come his way. Amen. I just pray that he be filled with your joy and your love and your peace and your glory. Amen. Fill him with your spirit, Lord. I plead the holy blood of Christ over his whole life. Everything about him, Lord, in Jesus' holy name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then thank you, God. Amen. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was long. Man. <laughs> I, felt like kick, I felt like kicking you in the shin there a couple of times, but no, it's <laughs> like, oh, whoa. no, but it's good. Man. No, it's all right, man. It's a, I've been it's my, it, that, four years old. <laughs> I know it's my problem, not your problem. It's my problem. I gotta my, discipline myself in prayer. <laughs> you know, it, it's you know, it's one thing. You know, is it funny? It's like, it, yeah, I can tolerate. Uh, listen to my own lengthy prayers and it's usually yeah. just it's just me saying Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And then I can't uh for somebody else's so it's that's that's well, uh, I apologize to everyone out there for my uh long witness uh, for, for uh, Oh no, that's not there's nothing wrong with that. So what time is there, it? There, like <laughs> it's three so three thirty. Three thirty something. Oh, yeah. So right. so uh so you you see you were calling so tell me what your guys what you wanted to call me about. Yeah, because that's you know. By the way, uh, thanks for um, allowing uh, Open Think to express himself. I mean, oh yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. He just, you know, 
Hey, oh, he just needed to, he he needed to say what he had to say. That's what he needed to do. He had a, it was good. God works. God, yeah. God worked. You know, God, all praise and glory to God. You know, that was awesome. Yeah. That was really, you know. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, someone will hear it, and you know, a lot of people will hear it, and they'll pray for him too, as well. You know, that's uh, and that's a uh, that's a good thing. It's good for him to. You know, this is what I was just telling Kelly. I go, you know, when we got saved. It was like there was no internet. There was just like. AM radio, <laughs> you know, there, there yeah, was, was, uh, uh, there was Rush very, Limbo, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, there, was yeah. Very, there was very few places <laughs> that really uh, expressed what was going on, you know, I got to talk in a few churches, and, you know, I got to give our testimony on Christian radio a couple of times and stuff like that, but, I mean, there wasn't, and now they have all this, you know, Facebook, you know, your, your websites like yours, and, you know, radio programs, and I mean, you know, I got a YouTube channel. I don't got, I don't got a website. This is the second person in the past uh, 20, 26 hours that said I have a website. I have a YouTube channel. Maybe I should get a website. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, you will. You know, all, the image, all the images I have, I should get a website. But Yeah, I think so. But, you know, it's so great. You have this way to communicate your um, what you're experiencing. Say it. Because we it was like... A lot of people didn't want to hear anything about anything. Most people didn't want to hear anything in like yeah. the church situation. And, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, most people don't want to hear. Most people don't. It just it was not the right spot, you know, not the right place. It just took up. It just wasn't. I don't know what to say about that, but um, really, this is a good time. It's, it's and it's awful. But it really, it really does seem like the Lord might be coming soon. My wife wanted to tell you, Kelly. She said. She had a download. I'm not going to tell you what her download is because I don't want her to tell you, but it was from in Revelations in 12, and she said that what you're, she had a download from the Lord that what you're perceiving and what you're doing now is really important, and that she read these scriptures in Revelations, and the Lord said for her to tell you that this, these matched up to what you were doing. And um, I don't want to tell too much about if I screw it up, but she. She, she expressed it to me, and I go, that's a good word. So it should be encouraging. It's a good chance to tell you in a day or two. Right, and then the other, only thing I want to tell you is that, that this 3 o'clock hour about how it's, it really is a, a very precious Oh, yeah. Time. Very precious, I'm afraid. You know? Well, I, I've had like three attacks this week, this time period, between three and at least three, uh, three attacks, between three and four in the morning. Yeah, I... Yeah, definitely. That's really true, though, when we have this uh, tribulation, causes great prayer. Oh, man, I, just, I never had so much prayer in it. <laughs> well, you just want two things, you either pray or you run. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> run is stupid, you know, because you're going to stab me back in your back. Well, I, just, I think I, where am I going to run? I can't even run, you know. I think, I think where am I going to run? And well, then play I, battle when you run, you get shot in the back, right? As a coward, but when you pray, you stand against, stand your ground, and pray, and all the forces of heaven are on your side. You know, it's uh, it's very powerful. The more you pray, the better you get. I mean, it doesn't take very long to get good at praying, especially when you're under duress. You know, <laughs> you know? Uh, and you're dealing with these demonic entities. You realize real fast you can't run from them anyway. So. <laughs> 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 I told you, we lived in as we discovered as we were living there that we lived in this Indian burial ground and that there was these you know the 
end up Druids there right next to us, and there was all this uh, demonic activity, and there was all kinds of car accidents right near our home, and lots of people practically dying around there, and it just really got to be really spooky around there, and um, the Lord directed me in my prayers, because I'd hear him speak to me, and he, and he said, I want you to put this little prayer shed right by on the along your fence line, which is like... Uh, maybe 10 feet away from the highway. <laughs> and so it was just a little prayer shed made out of scrap wood in the, out around the house. And it was pretty, really pretty rustic. And, and on the walls, there were scriptures painted all over the walls and stuff, and a cross and a place from my Bible. And I'd pray, and, and um, boy, I could hear um, demonic entities walk up to the other side of the fence. And oh yeah! Really? Scratching and all this stuff, and but they wow. could. But you know, you were talking about you saw that that spiritual being on the other side of the, the across the street. Um, oh, oh yeah, it's I, I, yeah. You, you can you can actually just I I posted it. I mean, I got to yeah. do. You know, you, you should be able to see it. That, too. Would, that happened to us. It was just we we started doing that, and they they were there, but they were off the property, but they're very close. You know, they just like snarling at us. You know, and, um, no, today uh, today definitely is. I, I also just, it's it, you can tell them too because like there's like a pine tree uh, behind uh, a couple of houses away uh, in front in front of my place and there's like uh, there's a head there and but it's like you can tell it's there uh, because where the branches are and all that it's all blurry. But all the rest of the tree, you can see, you can see it. You can see the branches, and everything, but where that entity is, it's all blurry. Yeah, and yeah. when it's when it's when there's snow on the ground like it was today, uh, it's real easy to see them. <laughs> it's really oh, yeah. easy because there's light reflecting on it. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. That, it really, I think it's uh, the more I looked at your because your pictures, even the ones you highlight, if you look, if you spend more time on the, the photos, there's a lot more beans there than you're actually sharing with people. I think you do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But, uh, I I don't but, uh, highlight all of them because it's it, you would end up being overwhelming. It just be, you know, what I mean, you just circle yeah. a couple of them and then you know it's it's all it would be a bunch of circles. It'd just be a bunch of circles. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm always very <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I really think that that's. Uh, like just like you're saying, I think that you're absolutely right that that and my wife Kelly does too. That that's that is the the Nephilim or or you know whatever that is for that term means for right now. I mean, it might not mean might mean giants and or it might and it might mean giants and it might also mean spiritual beings of all different natures, you know. But ready, like that, like Kelly says, it looks like. There at the candy store, at the window, looking in at the candy, uh-huh. where the candy. <laughs> you oh know, yeah. The candy, and it's, they're yeah. pressing their faces against the window, just waiting to come in, <laughs> and they're being held back by God, of course, you know. And you know, maybe that's what you know. The Lord talks about the restrainer when the restrainer leaves. Um, <clears throat> you know. Well, it's it's, it's, it's very disturbing. We but you know, attacked Chase too, and I mean, and he just turned all pale white. And the next day, it was just uh, death white. Just like, like she took a, a ghost white paint that you get like a, 
yeah. all over his, his face, and uh, he just kept staring. He got this this mirror and just kept staring at himself. I was just like, "This is this is." Just, I finally clicked later on in the day that this is what happened. Actually, it took about two days for me to really register. Um, but you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and he prayed over him and all kinds of things. But I think. I think, I hope he's okay. I, I he seemed well. I, he's the, the sickness part is gone. I I hope the that what the, you know the demonization the, was only he was only demonized and not demon possessed. I hope it's not in him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. think so. But you ever remember? Uh, I told you a very similar story when we first got saved. The mom came out to visit to kind of say you know kind of cause havoc and go why did you leave the Mormon church and all this stuff and there's a lot of anger. And, from her mostly, uh, and uh, and then she leaves, and then the the room where uh, my youngest son was um, staying, and um, within a couple of days he got really sick. I mean, like it, within hours, and he, he looked like he was going to die. I mean, just, he looked like he lost a lot of weight. He was only like a year old, a year and a half old. wasn't very old, and his eyes were sunk back into his head, and they. And he's black, rings around his eyes, and Kelly brings him out and says, what is, what, Eric, what is, what's wrong? What is this? And, you know, she's, because I had been a medic in the Army, she thought maybe I didn't actually know what was wrong. And and, she, and I go, you know what, I don't think that's real sick. I think that's a demon. Like he's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, because uh, when I took him to the doctor, and the doctor's looking at him, she goes, well, well, he's 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 you know he's inflamed in there to throw, but he's just like ah, you know maybe he needs to tonsils out or anoids or something like that. And, and, and she couldn't, but she's nothing. like, yeah. But it, well, you know what happened then? I I I held the. I'm only been a Christian like a month or two, you know. I held Timmy up in the air, and I and I can't use my Mormon priesthood or anything, and so I, I don't really know how to pray like a Christian really yet, and I just put, hold him up kind of like Kunta Kinta, you know, and the. <laughs> in the air and I go Father I don't know how to pray help me to pray for him and I start speaking in tongues I never speak in tongues for I mean I just like let out this whole thing of tongues you know you know you know and and then he starts shaking in my in my hands and um, and then I'm not kidding you you could just tell something just went out of him my counter just there you could just tell and he was all better in like a half hour. Like just Praise the Lord. Holy Praise the Lord. Know, that's, that's I was speaking tongues from, from that point on. <clears throat> and, that, and that's interesting thing about that story is I, I would tell that to Christians who I, I met who were like against speaking in tongues, you know, like Baptists. I, I met, made friends with several ministers, like Baptist ministers. And just I didn't go to their church. I just made friends because our interest our common interest in Jesus. And um and I tell him that story. And this one guy, I mean he was rock solid against speaking in tongues and he goes, You know, I believe that because you needed that. And God God <laughs> gave it to you. And then what he really is saying, he didn't believe in the the like the giant meetings where people get uh get to speak in tongues like in a giant meeting because he was worried that it was maybe more like a psychosis kind of thing, you know, mass, you know, one starts being and the other people do. He, he wasn't sure. So well, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's, there's so many things that it's, there are those that are just doing it to do it. 
and then of there are, of course, yeah, and then there's, you know, the, the, the those, and I was, I'm so guilty of this one where just because I read it, educated myself, you know, the Protestant movement, and because of book smarts and knowledge, um, you know, the thing is, once you have experience, you experience some of the supernatural, the battle, the kind of things, uh, you know, you see uh, speaking tongues in action. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to say it's not necessary or it doesn't work. Oh, no. You know what I mean? It's just, I think it just becomes, you know, uh, how you define it. And so, um, you know, and so, like, <clears throat> so, you know, the argument has always been that I've heard is that, you know, Another person has to understand it, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's not that's that's not true. The total thing it says there. It's just part of the. That's one of the aspects of tongues, not the only aspect. But. Right, but <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen demons understand it. Nobody else did. Yeah, so there's yeah, a, yeah. like an angelic like language about this too. Oh, yeah. but, you know, and, <laughs> right? And, well, yeah. I know. I mean, I got you know my friend Rick. He's got it on tape. There's no way and he's got it. He's got it in his backyard. It's, there's actually no way that there's definitive evidence. I mean, yeah. that, it, I don't know if you've seen the video yet. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I saw. I saw. That's one of the first things I actually saw of, you, of your stuff. You know. That yeah, you know. When you, first, uh, when you first started coming around this way, of believing in Christ, and yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I was so happy yeah. about that. Yeah. And I thought it was you at first. Actually, I thought you were the person doing. I didn't realize it was somebody else. Yeah, some because the guy's name's Mike as well. Well, it's interesting. uh, My neighbor upstairs, the brother in Christ, whose name is Mike. A lot of Mikes in the world. Anyways, today, you know, we are, uh, you know, because he he parks his van in my parking space in the garage, and um, and so anyways, we're switching spots and all that, and we're looking where those demons were. over my our neighbor's garage, and he looked at the pictures on my Facebook page, and so and then we're looking at the spots because you know, and he says you know yeah so did you see the image and I asked him he said yeah, so what do you think he says it was weird very strange, <laughs> so and so it was definite you know what I mean and we're looking at it and that you know those things weren't there when we we're looking at it today, mm-hmm. yeah and yep. one of the things that they've done too is. How they manipulated a tree, like it was almost like the one tree, but in the other side of the railroad tracks is like they just, it's like they just blew it out, like something, like a, like a huge giant lightning bolt just went right through it, and um, this is the bolt. How maybe we pray uh, over our trees and stuff, you know, but you know, like like it's a kind of a pest control. The only the pest control is boogers. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, these things didn't dwell these trees. I know my neighbors that right behind me, the one tree. They, I know there's a demon in it, and I can, I've seen it manifest. And I see that the head has been growing, and there's two eyes, and a nose getting bigger. And then there's a rock too. So it's uh, it's like it's this demonic face. But I've been rebuking it and all that kind of stuff. It seems to be diminishing. But anyways, if it's there, it's there. I mean, it's like I, I was talking to Erica about this. And, you know, don't they realize I'm going to expose them and rebuke them and bind them? And, and she says, well, they, they can only do so much, so uh, they're limited to what they can do. So I'm like, all right. I mean, it's, well, I guess, well, you know, well, as long, if they're there, I mean, 
I'm going to take pictures of them, and I'm going to buy kind of. Well, they might be there on assignment, though. You know, Mike, they have bosses too. They they're actually probably put there, but they're assigned to this place. They probably can't go. I mean, you could move them yourself, but they might not be able to leave because of whoever's in charge of them. Because of the demonic world is is a military setup, and and they're and what I understand is they're not very nice to each other. And so if you if you buck the system. Amongst them, you're in big trouble. And yeah. So it's 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 a very uh, sophisticated and organized military system that they have. You know, and, uh, and well, I've seen a lot of things and visions about it that I and I would tell people, but they probably I don't know if they'd be ready for them. But you know, it's just because I've been praying for so long. I mean, I really I pray for two or three hours a day forever, and uh, it. You know, it's how I relate to God. I'm not no. I'm no Bible. I'm, although I read the Bible, I don't know. I probably read the New Testament 30 times. But I mean, but I'm not a Bible scholar. That's for sure. And um, maybe I might even read it more. I don't know. But I don't count it. But I just keep reading it. But um, but I, my how I relate to God is prayer, and that's what I'm good at, and what God has gifted me to do. And, so I, I I don't usually pray three hours at once. I usually pray like an hour or two in the morning, an hour at night, or something like that. But you know, if you pray a lot, and if you also try to pray all about ceasing all day long, like pray in tongues, and also pray the thing called the Jesus Prayer, when I'm, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I just pray that over and over as I walk around, and you get in that alpha state where you're or a state of prayer. And I think I don't, I, I think everyone is. Every Christian is prophetic to some degree; they just don't know it, you know. And uh, but if they're if they're in that, they stay in that state of prayer, then they'll start seeing things, and they'll start hearing the Lord's voice more often. They'll start having visions, having dreams, and things like this. And of course, well, that and you, <laughs> are you, which is really ironic. You'll start seeing a bunch of demonic entities. I, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the demonic realm has attracted as well, which is. Mm-hmm. Something that they yeah. never—they don't tell folks. Yeah, witches and Satanists usually pr- pray more than Christians do. Well, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, <laughs> as I am ramped up my prayer life towards Jesus, these entities uh, ramped up their activity around me. Mm-hmm. Like they get—they got all stirred up too. You know what I mean? And then you know. I mean, I mean, I remember this summer looking in my my gardens out in the front and just enjoying, you know, the the finches and the, the sparrows and the, the birds and all that, and uh, and never never seen the demon. And now I look at my front yard and I get the, the pleasure of seeing giant demons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I hope for a certain point instead of actually seeing the full thing, you'll. You'll just see the outline, or whenever you need to see them, because um, you know I remember when it was a, there was a time when I would see more, and then I just started to see the outline, and, you know, or just you know because I didn't need to see any more action. <laughs> that was nothing always there, right? You know, and yeah, well, I the, the one of the thing they do, one of the things they do, they've been, they've been doing this as well as uh, manipulating the like evergreens and the bushes and stuff like that. They like. To do that, and make like little faces, and uh, I don't know. I think they just like the, the, the they're fighting. You know, they're playing with you now because they're, they're you're young at it now, and they want to see if the, how long you'll last. But once you last, like you're doing, you're you're getting past that point where they're going to start going. Oh, geez. 
<laughs> well, here's the other thing, too, is I think a lot of people are going to start waking up to this whole thing because what uh, the satanic realm and the the Luciferian uh, out there, does, you know, that's, they've been trying to convince people that it's like pareidolia and all that. Uh, once they, the people start training their eyes, they're going to start seeing these things in pictures and out in the fields. Uh, they're going to start seeing these shadow figures that are everywhere. And they're going to be able to start catching these things, and they're going to start realizing that this is real. And, and, and it's going to get a point anyways that even if you're not a Bible-believing uh, a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, even if you're not a God-fearing person, you're going to be seeing this stuff. Oh, yeah. And so uh, well, I, this is ramping up. Stage. Yeah. This it is ramping up. It's like a stage and fill the Holy Spirit like in a minute, like in, like in 10 minutes. I mean, it's going to be boom, boom, boom. I mean, I hope minute. so. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be necessary. You know, it's just going to be necessary. And churches where they didn't do that, and like, for instance, my church I go to, you know, they they have a, a very ancient supernatural way of dealing with the Holy Spirit. It's very real, very significant, very powerful. Um, but they don't, when they, and they have a teaching on the tongues, that they have a very strong belief in the speaking, and like outbound speaking, at least in the in Another missionary will speak, uh, you know, Swahili. I mean, they, they they have all kinds of stories, you know, recent stories of people doing that, and they have a lot of recent stories of people being raised from the dead and all these kind of things like that. But but they don't go for the speaking in tongues like Pentecostals. But I, I think that's going to end. I think that God's going to just say, oh, hey, I need you to do this, and you're going to shut up and do what I say. You know, and I, I think they're just being cautious. But nonetheless, it's gonna. I, well, I always pray when I go to church. I always pray that it'll happen. Well, and, I, and I think the same way the Lutheran church and the I mean, this. If people are hungry for God, the Holy Spirit's gonna baptize them. You know, whether they want it or not. <laughs> 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 I, I think they will want. It. I think they. I think they just will. I mean, I think. I think that there, Jesus said there was. Did you see? You could just see the des- desperate need for it when you see this. You're dealing uh, with a spiritual warfare, and you realize you're dealing with these demonic entities that want to destroy you. You're going to be crying out to God for help. And I know because that's what I've been doing. Yeah, there's always and, the, there's always the what do they call it the wheat and the terror. Jesus himself taught that. Some churches have a lot of tares and few a little bit of wheat. Some people have, churches have a lot of wheat and a little bit of tares, or somewhere half and half. You know, it doesn't, they're all different. But that wheat is going to get <laughs> if it's really wheat. The Holy Spirit's going to come there and just get it, you know, and, and some of those tares are going to get turned into wheat, too, but and then, you know, I, I, think, I think you're talking about me now, the tear, <laughs> turning into wheat, so, you know, I well, think yeah, some of the thing, people we thought were wheat will finally find out they're tares, well, some of the people we thought were tares will turn out to be some of the most fired up wheat that we ever saw, so it, it, it's it's all, it's all going to work its way through, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> So you just got I, I that's how I see. I mean, I might see the church go different than other people do. I, I, you know, one day I, years ago when I, I was only Christian for four or five years, I had this powerful dream that God gave me. And before that time, I was pretty much just, you know, knowing people are Christians or like Baptists and maybe some of God or, so, you know, it was just kind of like this narrow group of, of evangelical or Calvary Chapel, you know. But, um, you know, and then, um, and then he gave me this dream. He, I, I actually left my body like an astral travel. This is a dream, though. And I dream that I, I end up downtown in Chico, and 
and I, I'm standing in front of a church. It's like one of these large you know, Reformation churches that's totally dead. You know, there's, you know, they haven't taught the gospel there, you know, that often in 20 years, and it's more of a social gospel. And I, I got, you got Jesus says, go in there, and I go, I don't want to go in there. That's that's bad. And he goes, I want you to go in there. And they would have a church service, and um, I walk in there and like. You know, 30% of the people had this this light coming. And most of them were old people, but they had this light coming from inside. Like their body was just filled with light. And most of the younger people were just dark. And uh, he goes, well, the people of the light, that's the Holy Spirit, obviously, you know. And then the people that were dark, they were just dead, you know. And uh, he said, Eric, that's how I see the truth. You guys, you, you humans, you people, you you can do all you want with your little, you know, divisions and subtractions and additions. But this is how I see it. Because if I if I come down and save someone and fill them with the Holy Spirit, that's my business. And uh, and uh, any anyway, he said to me, you could go to any church in this town that basically believes the you know the, the creed gospel, you know, the basic gospel that people have believed and, and you'll find this and, and you also find that you go you know down to the farmer's market and find people that don't go to that church maybe just go to a bible study and, and find people like that but he said you know that's how I see it and uh, so from that moment on I go well if that's good enough for God that's good enough for me because <laughs> it was a profound thing it was like television you know? it was like it was, or like I was in a movie you know it was real very very real and that kind of dream you never forget and uh, and I didn't think that way before I, at all. I mean, at all. <laughs> a very narrow vision of who Christians were, and they basically they agree with me. <laughs> I guess I was a pope. I guess at that point. <laughs> but um, um, but so I, I but that's just how I see it because that's mostly everything I believe. God's taught me in a, either a dream or a vision or my prayer shed, you know, and be praying and he'll just talk to me and tell me a scripture and I'll go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not with that. <laughs> Nobody's going to ask me to write a paper. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. So, yeah, I find it interesting that, that it all ramped up the spiritual tax when I did the, um, to expose the uh, Patterson film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That was the coolest ever. That was really cool. That was very cool. Uh, no, I'm, I I was with you all the way when I saw it. I go, oh yeah. I mean, well, you, I, I don't uh, know if you uh, realize the magnitude of what uh, God made me or caused me to do. I, I don't even realize. That. I mean, I did. I I hesitated, but. <clears throat> For for a couple reasons, uh, uh, but I finally, he really, the spirit of God really motivated me to do that because, for you know, looking back at it now, it's because of, of how, you know, when I, you know, looking back at it, it's just how wicked that whole thing. I mean, just think about you. You know, I remember you getting that. You had that, an image oh, of yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I had it and. That we were in our bedroom. We had a demon. Mm-hmm. You know so what I, I mean. I I I had a. I don't know if I got an air copy or whatever. However, I got it, but I still had it when the kids were. Um, 
growing up, and then I went, went, I you know I really started thinking about it, you know, I and I I realized that was a demon. I went outside and burned it, and um, Jerry comes out, you know, he's, he's like ten or something like that. And he goes, "Why'd you burn that for, Dad?" And he goes, "There's a demon." And he goes, "That was really cool." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, know yeah. it was, well, it's cool, wasn't it? You know, as a child, you're looking at it, goes, cool. Oh, yeah, that could be a. But you know, right? <laughs> I started, you know, you know, I don't know. He just gave me this, the hunch. I started getting this hunch that I wonder if there's a lot more than just the one. And then I just took those, and oh my gosh, there wasn't just one. You know, I saw well, there might have been two or three in that. And there's yeah. dozens, and, and there's ones that are 20, 30 feet, and then there's not only that, but there's things flying in the air. And, and you know, they, they, they made it all scratchy and and, uh, and this, like, rough-looking image uh, film so that you would never see the rest, all the stuff. Well, I, I didn't know. One thing I didn't follow, not, not saying you're not right, I just don't understand why it has to be that way. Okay, the, they, the, the film has them in it. Right, which to me isn't any different than the pictures you're taking. Why couldn't it be that they just, because um, you know I saw a Bigfoot, it looked just like that. It was looked like a real, looked like a real being, but in my my soul, I knew that it wasn't really, like it was something that shouldn't be there. So I knew it was some kind of a spirit or interdimensional being. It was something different. Then something was born here, like it wasn't of the earth, you know. And um, yeah, because we don't know, we don't, we don't really know what what is a demon anyway. You know, we we have these definitions, but you know, we haven't been there. Have you been over there? I haven't. I don't want to go there. So um, <laughs> it seems like they can materialize and they can eat. And, well, yeah. And it's, it's, so what? Can, you know, what are they really? You know, I mean, so well, our our definitions are probably not right. You know? <laughs> well, if they if they if they're they're trying to scare people. If they're scaring people, if they're if they're you know well, they're evil, the, that's, that's right. if they're evil, they're evil. Yeah, so that's what yeah. they are. They're destroying. I mean, the by force. where are they physically? Are they are they you know some people say well they're just a, they're just a if you're if what is that a they're just a smoky ethereal being or something like that? I mean, uh, I, I I'm totally convinced <laughs> that something it's it's all associated with witchcraft and Satanism and, and human sacrifice. And with enough human sacrifice and wickedness that happens, you can get these things to manifest. Right. Oh, but you think that uh, that that was a special manifestation? Because when I saw, when I saw one, I didn't. We didn't do any math. Unless well, that, mean that doesn't mean that somewhere else. Doing it. it doesn't mean that somewhere else and somebody else wasn't doing something. No, it doesn't mean. That. Of course, that's true. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand how you. You know, Nothing maybe, right. or maybe just God allowed it to happen for you to see it, or maybe you know, I, there's so many variables. I mean, why did God allow me to see it seven times now? And but it, but I, every time I've seen it, it's looked different. I mean, you know how real it was. We, my wife and I, we were in the army, right, and we were on leave for thirty days. Uh huh. Um, we um, couldn't. Because we were staying up in Cherokee, which is it's up in the foothills, you know. Um, you know, we're hardly going to live in the foothills in Northern California. And so we're up there in Bigfoot. We're living in Bigfoot country, too. And we wouldn't sleep by a window. We put the, we put our mattress in the middle of the room. 
It was like 10 feet away from my window on either side. That's how <laughs> it's scary. That's how I, I, that I understand that. I understand that, too. It's, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Get, yeah you, you, don't, you, don't get that, you don't get freaked out like that was, was some kind of, you know, misinterpretation or something. Because no, it, it felt evil. It didn't just look evil. It felt evil. Like It felt like it was bad. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. Like, yeah, it, Let's get, we got to get out of here. I want to go like get a better, closer look, you know, cause, like, like an idiot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand that. Well, listen, yeah, Miriam, you know, thirty yards away, you know, with a, a satanic, satanistic, uh, crow shaman, shaman Indian, whatever. I don't even know how to describe the guy. Thirty yards away from a, uh, a ten foot, or excuse me, an eight foot uh, long. Uh, Bigfoot crawling his way up at us I mean, he's throwing pizza at us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know what it's like, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, yeah. So I I I it's I've had some pretty close encounters actually. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh this well, last one this, this last one I'm totally convinced after seeing that giant cause this giant head mm-hmm. and I need to do some little work on this 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 photograph and show because it's uh it's hideous looking, and it's just a giant head. A lot of these demonic entities, they just manifest as heads. For some reason, they just manifest as heads. But, uh, but yeah, like the, with the Patterson film, I was able to get things that were like partial bodies, uh, yeah. not full, like uh, were Patterson. You had like the patty, and then the background. If you notice, they, those uh, big like entities behind her, along the hillside. So. I don't know. All I know is it was pure evil, and just knowing, you know, if you like, you were saying, you know, how the fear that you have just experiencing one, you imagine a whole thing of these things all around. The fear, the the evil that must have been in, in that presence, you know, be, being around there, and so, and what could cause and allow it to have that and have that thing that manifest like that? I mean. And then, yeah, I, I honestly think that there was um, something truly evil happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is the reason why they've always done these uh, human sacrifices to appease these things to have whatever they do. They give people right. power, you know. Well, you know, the Native Americans, uh, you know, I've been so fortunate to, to know, you know, know many of them. Um, you know, they think that they're real. But they also think they're spirits, you know. Like they, it's kind of like a. They know that there's something. They're not. They're not real. Like a grizzly bear is real, but they're. But they're real. I mean, like they're. Well, they can manifest in the flesh. Yeah. Just yeah, like a, just like an angelic being can. We know yeah, that. That's why we don't ever catch one. We don't ever find that they're. They're you know. There's not a lot of evidence. That's like there's not a lot of tangible evidence. Just there's footprints and there's. You know, things like that, but there's not a lot of, uh, you know, it's not carcasses and things like that. <laughs> well, there's not going to be a carcass if it's an international being because if it, if it, whatever happens to them, if it goes, it just goes back into its dimension, right? <laughs> so, so why would it, you know, we don't even know what that means, really. Well, I don't think it really goes in a dimension. I think it actually just reduces into, uh, like, in the size of an orb, it just goes. 
Well, that could be too. There's, I mean, that's really because I see them in the orbs. I th- they're, the orbs are associated with them. They 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 go into their orb size, and then they just go wherever they go. You know, I mean, that's how they can. Yeah. That's how they they can indwell you. That's how they. They you know what the real problem is? We're trying to we're trying to talk about a spiritual thing that we really don't completely understand. In fact, we don't understand it a lot. But we're trying to use terminology from our existence, and you know, other people. You know, they're trying to use terminology to explain it from our existence. But our terminology doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It's not right because it's not from ours. <laughs> Right. Well, I don't know. If you look at the, okay, the Bible, you think about Abraham, Lot, angelic beings, and and if you just, if you could just, you know, kind of erase your prejudices from what uh, the Catholic Church has done and others, you know, and say, well, okay, because actually the Catholic Church and others actually give you actually uh, images of what you know sculptures of what these angelic beings look like, yeah. and they're and they look just like a Bigfoot. But you know, but most of the paintings and all that with you know the winged you know cherubims you know the fat babies and all that that's obviously that's not it. Um, well, it's like a and then the, uh, we did all the image the images that we're capturing of the stars up in the heavens that are this looks just like these entities. Then you got the orbs and these these are these are the same entities that were you know that we're capturing. Here on the ground, when we're capturing, you know, these images of "quote unquote" Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and um, it's all adding up. They're all the same thing. They just, they just, they're just angelic beings in, in different states of being. Right, right. You, and, well, they're, uh, well, they're, they're, they're not. They're the, they're the angelic beings that are the on the, the bad side. You know, like because you know, there's a. Oh well, yeah, they're the fall. They're the, the third of the, the host of yeah, heaven. They're, they're, they're the evil. Yeah, because the, uh, the, the, they're all in the second heaven is uh, dominated by them, of course. So, uh, yeah, and then and then there's and then and they're here in, the, in our plane of existence here on the terrestrial plane. And there's a bunch of them too, right? And we know about right. that. And the giants, the spirits, they're giant. They're yep. still, still are with us. Mm-hmm. And and we know that. I mean, I got just I just shared it with you and other people that. Me, my son, their spirits attacked us. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> it's easy to laugh about today, but, you know, Merry Christmas. That's my birthday present. <laughs> I got attacked by a definitely. Yeah, that's right. Well, everybody, people have experiences all the time that I've had of myself where I was scratched or, you know, uh, flung at or pushed, punched in the belly, you know, by these things. Well, how air can't, or some ethereal spirit can't do that. <laughs> You know, it's, it's a substance, these things, you know. Oh, that's awesome. You, 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 got, terrible you got punched in the belly? Oh, I used to get punched all the time, and that, that house for the Venduran was so bad. And, uh, it was well, like, that probably explains I mean, when I first, remember when I, I went, I, the, whole, when it, the one time I visited, that I walked right in the door, and your two sons just proceeded to beat the snout out of me. <laughs> and, I, and I said, remember I told well, you that, Call, call, call him off, Eric. And I, you need to explain to him this is not normal. This is not what the rest of the world does. <laughs> well, we were into I know. And then you guys, you, you three went into the garage, and you, they, you three decided to beat the snot out of each other. I was, I was watching this. It's like a teenage son and you were like going full bore at it. 
kicking each other and punching each other. And I'm like, wow. Well, there's some love, man. These these were they trust each other. They really love each other. They get really punching each other. There's well, some trust. We were, we were um, very good at martial arts, and so that's why. Um, yeah, and then also a lot of trust too. Do a lot. Teach them how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, I thought uh, it was you know overall I thought it was really cool. I just obviously it wasn't uh, my bag, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 yeah, we've had people tell us that, that wasn't. You know, like the school system, the the Durham school system, high school. They call me in one day and they go, "What's wrong?" And I thought something was really bad. Like they call me in the office, you know. And I come in and I think I see my kids do something bad, and I go, "What's wrong? I'm gonna kill them," you know. And um, they uh, they go, "We just wanted to ask you a question." And they go, "For what?" We can't figure out. We know that your sons can kill us with their bare hands, but they're the two nicest boys in the school. How did you do that? And I go, "Well, when you..." Well, first of all, they're Christians and with Jesus, but the second part of it, and they've been loved, of course. But the the, the other part is that when you're, when you know how to fight, when you know how to defend yourself, um, you don't have to be a tough guy, because you've already proven all those, those things. I mean, they they when they were like twelve years old, they were having to spar with professional fighters. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a lot. There's a lot there, and I think also they had a healthy relationship with their father. So, and that, yeah, I think that, that was a, that's a, that's a big difference. There's a big difference in that alone. I tried to. I love my dad. Uh, I learned to, but um, I, uh, I don't, who is he? Who is he again? I don't know who he is. Who's, who's your dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just try to do something different every. I go. I'm gonna do everything I do. I'm gonna do different. <laughs> Uh, I just really didn't know what to do. That's what, you know, or he, he, had, he was clueless about that because, you know, uh, just spending no, time between songs is a good thing. So, you know, it made a big difference. You know, you're, you're you know, well, you, 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 you ever around Grandpa? <laughs> what he lived with you the last few years of life, didn't you? Yeah, yeah he slept in my bedroom. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa was. <laughs> I love Grandpa too. You know. <laughs> You know, it's really it's really not worth at this point to really commiserate about the they they're they're both deceased and gone. I mean we still gotta deal with our lovely mommy, but uh you know I just forgive him. I told yeah. Daddy, you're 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 actually a, I think you're I told my kid, you're actually a miracle. When I think about where you came from and all the stuff you went through when you were young and that you actually became a you know, a person that had a family and supported them and did the things the good things you did. And the bad things, you know, it could have been a lot worse, you know. So I go, yeah, you know, you're a miracle. I I, I quit worrying about his deficits, you know. And then actually having my own family, I just realized it's a lot of hard work to be Be a dad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've always. Well, not only to be a dad, but then also to. Oh, he loved mom, but you know, also to be married mom. I mean, it would have been, probably wasn't that easy overall. I mean, yeah, I think it probably was. It probably was pretty draining. It probably was pretty draining in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember when we came out to our, our our place and we took to that Angel Church in San Francisco? The, you hear about that? It was probably the most. Uh, yeah, I never I never seen a place that had more miraculous manifestations of the spirit. Anywhere, nothing close. Anywhere, nothing ever close. Nothing, just a hundred times more than any other place I've ever even heard of. Where you was know, this we at? By, we, this, this is 
church in San Francisco was a Greek Pentecostal church. Most of them had been born Greek Orthodox, and they became filled with the Holy Spirit and started a Greek Pentecostal church. And uh, I'm not kidding you. The oil from the angels would come and pour oil over your head, and, and, and they would... The pastor would give you, the Lord says, this is scripture for you. You, the person, you, that person. And you open your Bible and that scripture would be oil, fragment oil from heaven all over. It was just, I, I can't even believe they even, it I was unbelievable. And um, and you could tell, there was no tricks, there was no possibilities. And uh, I took Dad there and he was so overwhelmed by the presence of God. He was on his knees, you know, asking the Lord's mercy on his life. You know, and this is not—you're not going to believe what happened. I wanted to go up there and kneel with him and talk with him, help him, as at the altar. But Mom uh-huh. stands up at the very same moment. I've never seen anybody do this in church before. She stands up during church and starts arguing with the pastor, starts pointing fingers at him and saying, "Our church has all this stuff too." I mean, the Mormon church. <laughs> it was just—I had to—I had to get control of her, so I didn't throw her. And that kept me from going up and praying with my dad. You know. But I know that something right. different happened after that. You know. Oh, praise the Lord. That's good. You know. yeah. And in her defense, too, she did the same thing to for, for me. But she did it at the Unity Church, which is a good thing. Because that was yeah. Luciferianism, and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I didn't like trying to calm her down. And she was right. It turns out she, you know, what they were doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. You know, she she distills does, does, does other things that she, she does other things she does other things that she shouldn't be doing, but she, I don't know. I guess it helps pass her time, and I don't know. I just yeah, I, I don't I don't doubt mom means well. I just you know I don't that's not my point wasn't that she means well. Not she just you know it's just different. <laughs> she does you know she's she's she has a uh, there's a spirit about her that she's just very confrontational. And I don't know, it's just like, uh, she's got a lot of hurt in her. That's what she has. She's got a lot of hurt. She does. Well, just think where mom and dad met. Yeah, well, I know. And then what she experienced as a child herself, so. I know, I know, yeah. She does. Her mom was was pretty pretty rough, so. Just as bad as, she was just, she was Grandpa Adams' equal on her side of the family, you know. So. That's our uh, <laughs> that's our heritage. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot, a lot of generation, a lot of uh, casting out a lot of generational curses. Yeah, yeah I know. But it's okay. It's, at least we know. At least we know it, and we're doing something about it. We're in God's he's free, and it's from it. So yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I forgive him. I, 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 I forgive him a long time ago, and I and I you can't change any of it. I I know that. I, it was mom for me. It was hard with mom because all the demonic experience I had when I was a little kid, I felt like she was, might have caused that by the stuff she dabbled in. I don't, but I don't think she did it on purpose, of course. But, but I, I mean, that was <coughs> it tore me to pieces when I was a little kid, you know. But then again, that's the reason I can pray. You now, the reason I pray three or four hours a day. I mean, because the thing, the thing is, you know, most guys with my personality. This is one thing I've always noticed, that, you know, because I've wrestled and boxed and done martial arts, and I've been around a lot of um, 
professional fighters and you know Green Berets and different people like that who fight for for a living. And wow. um, I, and I get along with them perfectly, you know, just just, just like we're just the same mindset, you know. And uh, but I know very few of them are spiritual. Or um, if they're spiritual, it's kind of like they're all they're all of them are nice. It's really weird. Most fighters, even most Green Berets, most seals are really really friendly and nice. And but they're not. Most of them, not some, but most of them don't love the Lord. Most of them are um, repentant and want the, the, the happiest thing in their life wouldn't be to go away and, and be with Jesus. And so, um, if I wouldn't have had that horrible things happen when I was a kid, I, I, the, the idea that I would have become a person and want to pray, I mean, every, I mean, I'm not daily for years. Years and years and years for hours a day would just not be so. You know, it, it had to have that happen. Change my course. You know, probably would have got even deeper into the, the martial things. You know, and um, that would have been my God, probably. You know. Uh huh. You know, because you know, that's what the my. Oh, I know. I know. I've, I know. I've, I've actually fought guys or like Muay Thai fighters in Thailand, and they their eyes would change when I was fighting them. They'd, they'd actually get this look in their eyes, and you could tell a demon came in their eyes. <laughs> it was really, it would make them fearless. They could, you could see it. Yeah, we have. You know, and, um, of course, you know, you, you in music, you've probably met some interesting guys there, too. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but, you know. Um, probably, I'm probably one of them, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, that pretty much was my God. So, so you know, you're, you're suffering. Uh, I'm really a big believer in the cross in our life that we need to walk, to carry our cross, to walk the narrow way. And one of the things that you, is, one way you know you're in Christianity, if you're in a Christianity, is teaching you the cross, the walking the narrow way of the cross. Because Christ gives you a cross to walk, that humbles you. <clears throat> you, you you know, there's a there's a certain suffering that goes on with our faith, and that's good for us, and uh, breaks us. It breaks us from this world, makes us not want this world, makes us want heaven. And um, it's a good. I'm a big, huge believer in that. You know, which is the faith of the fathers. That's the faith of the ancient fathers. So, and, uh, so, and you know, I I think that's the high, well. I actually think it's the highest spirituality. The highest spirituality isn't raising the dead or being a prophet. High spirituality is bearing that cross, which whatever it may be, and some people have horrible crosses, and keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ to the end. That's where you meet the great saints. Amen. A lot of those people will never be known. No one will ever know them until heaven. There'll be a big lineup in heaven with rewards. And there'll be all, a lot of the famous Christians will be in the back of the line because they got their reward in, on earth. Yeah. There'll be a lot of little ladies, and a lot of black slaves, a lot of um, a lot of people of all different types that no one ever heard of. A lot of Christians from India, you know, that will be in the front. It's a lot of, of folks. A lot, a lot of folks that suffer. Yeah. yeah, you don't. Yeah. You can be right here and suffer, you know. <laughs> 
makes you, makes you, you know, even if your own suffering makes you realize uh, it's how important it is to pray for other people because it's just <laughs> you realize you're how you're not really alone in any of this. So you might have your own individual walk, but it's not not so unique. I imagine it's not so unique. So you know, it's, it's like it's, it's like you know, like I've said several times now, but. You know, why can't I have like other people going through this with me? And it's like, you know, gee, Mike, that's really nice of you. You know, just really compassionate and thoughtful of you. So, what you want a thousand other people going through the hell you're going through? Yeah, that's a nice. Of you. Yeah, you're right, God. That's right. You're right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it, it, the time will happen when there's going to be so many people saying this stuff, and then. Why do I want anybody to see this stuff? You know what I mean? No, I do. I don't. And, uh, what the really humbling is, that, like I said to you, I needed to have this horrible childhood stuff happen to be Christian today. I really believe it. Well, maybe you needed to have this happen to you to, for you to be a, end up really saved, you know, so... That's that's really humbling. Actually, if you think about it. Well, I, I definitely needed to have the supernatural uh, shown to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, it puts yeah. everything in perspective that you really don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So, and so all this stuff about you know the theology and and, and all the debating and what this that and the other and who's right and wrong. You know, it's all at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus Christ and the cross and. And be crucified yeah. and his resurrection. That's it, you know, and and uh, you know, um, that's it, you know. And, you, you, and once you have had come to yourself, that's what you got to keep your focus on is the you know the the Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, that's that's that matters. Really, that's the only thing that matters. The only thing that matters. What's that? It's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah, only thing that, that matters. That book um, was called um, Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of that book is really about that, you know, the keeping our focus on Jesus Christ during the end. You know, you know, there'll be people that fall off along the road you know, because they just really weren't want his, but it's the ones that um, endure to the end that are saved and and then you know you go you go off the wrong path and they get you back on it. Yeah. He'll let you. He'll let you go. I know for a fact. After this past year, he'll he'll let you fall off. He'll let you go fall real deep. He'll yeah. let you. You know. It's, but you know, for for a mighty for a mighty for a mighty lesson. I mean, the lesson I've learned, uh, the spiritual lesson I've learned, the magnitude. Uh, I mean, just what I know, the reality uh, of today and what's really going on. And, and I, you know, I truly have empathy, uh, compassion for people now. I am concerned. I really am concerned. Concerned for my neighbors. I'm concerned about what's going on. I'm concerned about, you know, people's, uh, I think I'm, not only for my own soul, but for other people's soul, and I just that—that's you know. that was one of the biggest things I, I saw when I when I got saved. It changed 
from being a Mormon to being a Christian. Um, you know, even though I knew that I should be loving and caring and want to do things for people, and I even was trying to, I was actually in jobs where I was supposed to be caring about people. I know I was a medic in the Army and a juvenile hall counselor and all these different things. And I just, I just didn't really, deep down, I just didn't really have it. And I wanted to have it, but it wasn't there. But then after I got saved, it was just like all of a sudden I had love for everyone. It just came out of my heart. And I, you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't this syrupy kind of liberal love where you, everybody's, everybody's a victim, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, give them a couple, a couple more cookies and let them go. You know? But it was, uh, it was real. Like I really, really, really cared what not only how they got what what they were how they were but how did they, how did this happen you know, and, you know all that kind of things you know but they weren't there's was a there's a process that a person becomes you know like the you know it doesn't like the Christianity really is in my my opinion is like a hospital that restores the soul to become like we were meant to be to be a real human, like we were, like how we were created in, in the garden. Um, this full of life, full of love, full of joy, full of... But the life, of course, is the life of the tree of life, Jesus Christ. And, but we're all these broken pots, you know, broken people dead in our sins all around the world. And we find Christ, and then we he restores us. And, and the well, the church should really function, if it's functioning correctly, is it would be to help us become healed. Each other be healed, you know. That's too often not what's happening, but that's... You read the writings of the early church fathers, that's exactly how they explain the church. You know. The great physician, they heal us through his, the body of Christ. You know. anyway. Right. Well, my brother, uh, I, I think it's probably time to. I'm going to go to bed. It's about four, yeah, it's four thirty. I think I got to And, and uh, I got to we're going to go. Right. I, get, I get my son for a couple hours in the evening. I go. We're going over to the Susie's for oh, yeah. Christmas party. So and so. Yeah, I'll try to give him a call there tomorrow. Okay. All right, yes. I love you. Love you too. So have enjoy your, I guess Christmas or whatever. So, all right, and uh, all right, take care. All right, that's my brother. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.